Welcome to Up Yours Downstairs, the podcast that doesn't have anything witty to say. Right. We, we've been over this. We're I know. Not doing I can't. A witty it just thing. feels weird. No, I know. We're well, supposed to be witty, Tom. Well, I know. Well, you have to welcome people, obviously. Well, that's, well, look, number one, I'm Kelly Anakin. <laughs> right. And I'm Tom Schneider. This is our podcast. Yes. That has a very rigid opening, <laughs> except we don't have that now. Right. We're at sea. Uh, you know, as is Downton Abbey a little bit. Uh, this is kind of like a place-setting episode. Yeah. Well, this is wrapping I, up all the dumb plot lines from the first two episodes so that they'll have more plot lines for the next two dumb episodes. Right. It's Yeah. Well, I mean, we said last week was place-setting. This is a bit more meandering to me, but... Meandering or treading water. Yeah, that's a better way of putting it. Yeah. But that's largely due to the presence of one thing. Which is murder prison. And that's all we're going to say about which, it. Which, no, we're not going to talk about it. Yeah, that's it. Nope. So. We're not entertaining questions about murder prison at this time. <laughs> we are not. We hate murder prison. Yes. And everything it stands for. Please direct your inquiries to the Yorkshire criminal justice system. Yeah, you know that guy. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let's talk about Marion Gilly's less than excellent adventure. Yeah, wow. I mean, you know, because we start off with like, you know, wow, morning after, like, mm-hmm. look out, you know. And Mary's super like, okay, you know, everything seems fine, but then, but no, like, as it's the, not. Well, and even as the scene goes on, we're like, wait a minute. She's not super delighted, really. No, well, he said he wants to see all of her routines and rituals because they're going to govern the rest of his life. And she says, well... I'm not a creature of routine and ritual. And we're like, yeah, you yeah, are. Definitely you are. Like, you barely left without your maid. Right. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. So anytime he's, like, not looking at her face, right. her face is going like, ah! Right. And so it wasn't, like, it wasn't 100% clear necessarily in the first scene. But as the, uh, you know, episode progressed, it was like, oh, wow. Yeah. You know, and she, like, well... So then, first of all, as they're leaving the hotel, they get spotted by, of all people, Spratt. Yeah. Did you see Spratt spot them? I did. And I didn't recognize him because he was wearing a hat. Uh I was like, oh, somebody just saw them. That guy looks familiar. I didn't recognize... I didn't see him at all. I wasn't really paying attention. Yeah, you missed the Spratt spotting. I did miss the Spratt spotting. But... I honestly thought that in the later scene when Isabel's over at the Dowager's house and Spratt's not there, I thought Spratt was, like, expanding his, like, anti-Dr. Clarkson campaign to include (laughs) Isabel. So I thought this was, like, a made-up story. Ah, I see. Like, of him being in Liverpool. No, he was (laughs) there. No, and, like, when when she was saying that, I was like, why does that sound so familiar? (laughs) Somebody else has a made-up trip to Liverpool. Was it the Beatles? No. No, they were there already. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, so, like, yeah, Tony's, uh, not so great, apparently. No, he's clearly, they, uh, well, look, this is exactly why Mary wanted to sample. Yep, that's and, why she wanted uh, to give it a shot. Yeah. And, cause he's all like, oh, let's set the date. Like, and she's like, let's uh, maybe. There's no particular there's rush. There's no rush. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, she's, uh, she's had the tasting and she's not looking to purchase a bottle. Absolutely not. Of Gilly. Uh, still making Anna store all of her birth control. A bottle Which of is not cool. Yeah. Well, she was like, take this and hide it in your cottage. I was like, don't you mean take this and just like, I, you know, get yeah, rid go of it? Throw it in with the pigs. Yeah. <laughs> like, just put it somewhere. Right. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to talk anymore about Anna because that's going to get into murder prison territory. Right. And just say no to murder prison. That's right. All right. Uh, so we all thought 
that Lady Edith stole that baby. <laughs> yeah. We thought, as did Mrs. Drew. Right. Who, I'm team Mrs. Drew at this point. As am I. Like, this she's is put ridiculous. up with a lot. Like, I understand that they had a plan so that Mrs. Drew would be, like, totally okay with it, but they failed so badly. They screwed up their plan so ridiculously. They didn't have a plan. Well, they, they didn't have they, a plan at all. They, they had a plan. The plan was to do it subtly and gradually, and they instead opted to do it blatantly and badly yeah. and stupidly. It's terrible. It's so, bad. Yeah, so she's down there, and Mrs. Drew basically tells Mr. Drew, like, uh, no, yeah. no more of this, because she comes home and she can't find Marigold, which, again, is the stupidest name ever for a baby. I'm sorry. But, uh... At the end of the episode, Mr. Drew comes and is like, uh, hey, Lady Edith, you remember how I said you could be around all the time? Turns out my wife is surprisingly not fine with that plan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who could have ever predicted that? Yeah, it's a big surprise. Yeah. Uh, I can offer you a pig. Yeah. <laughs> you can name the pig Marigold. Right. It's a more appropriate name for a pig. Right. Everybody will think it's appropriate because everybody hates you for no reason. Yeah. Well, and people always are very, like, lenient with eccentric rich people with exotic pets. Yeah, that's true. Like, Luke Perry had a pot-bellied pig, and everybody was fine with that. Mm Mm-hmm. Miley Cyrus has one, I think. I think she's got a teacup pig. Yeah. Maud has that monkey. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Maud. Uh... If you don't know what we're talking about, we just recapped the first episode of Upstairs, Downstairs, the 2010 reboot of... Available now. Yeah, check it out. Where fine records are sold. No one sells records anymore. Tom. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, yeah, so yeah, baby stealing is not going well for Edith. No, uh, we're not really sure where this is going. No, it, it's really because it's like I don't see they've screwed things up so badly at this point. I don't see how Edith ends up with the baby. I know. And even beyond that, Julian Fellows has sworn a blood oath to never make Edith happy. So. He has literally said this. Yeah. So, he's literally said he thinks that people have like bad luck and good luck, and that is why the Edith and Mr. Bates plots lines are so bad. Yeah, plot lines, right? Which I is know maybe how to speak. I know you do. Like maybe if your theory about human nature is causing you to craft like you know season long unwatchable storylines, <laughs> you should reconsider your faith in human nature. Oh, but Gareth thinks they're great. <laughs> Forgot about Neem. <laughs> we did forget about Neem. And we, we really haven't been blaming him enough. We really ought to blame him more. Yeah. Well, because he could presumably temper Julian Fellows. Yeah. Robert Altman did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Robert Altman was like, listen, I like some of what you did, but I'm going to ignore the rest of it. All right. So our message here is, Neem, your free ride is over as far <laughs> as we're concerned. Let's move on to the legend of Korra. Let's do that. All right. So Korra this, is yeah. getting a proper storyline. Yeah. Like where she's got like agency and stuff mm-hmm. instead of just kind of like being around right and like fighting with isabel right well and appropriately i mean it begins with just like her being completely like ignored by lord grantham and belittled yeah like because she asks about like she's just she happens to be at breakfast and they're talking about some plan for the estate and she's like oh so what's that about and And she's actually come to breakfast right which is rare right and she's like oh what's that about and robert's like oh nothing for you to concern yourself with and she was like all we do all day is make idle conversation. Like, good lord. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Uh, yeah, so our old friend Bricker. Mm-hmm. It's Bricker? I think it's Bricker. Okay. Bricker wants her to come look at some more of these... Uh, Della Fran- Francesca? Della Francesca, which sounds like a lady, but it's not. No. Uh, so she's like, yeah, whatever. I'll go to London. And she asks if Robert will come. And he's like, no, I have a meeting and I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> and so... So she goes 
and she's staying with Roz, you know, nothing funny. Right. And she's out with, uh, Bricker and he finds her, you know, admittedly very shallow interpretations of these paintings. Right. But she has things to say. Yeah. She she's looks got, at it. She yeah. spots some things and. Yeah. A magpie. Yeah. And he keeps her out till like the wee hours. Mm-hmm. He convinces her to go out to dinner. Yeah. And she goes and she's having possibly the most fun she's ever had in her entire yeah. life, guys. And Nick G is so great in this oh my gosh she's so good we need she's the cow song <laughs> of downton abbey we need more mcgee we do we really do um oh wait a minute we forgot to talk about in marion gilly's less than excellent adventure that spratt tells oh, granny right yeah so spratt's told granny that and he saw mary and granny's so smooth yeah she's like oh yes of course they were at this informal conference yeah about northern landowners yeah i was like wow i could and not have done totally that well. like yells at spratt and he's like how dare you ever suggest anything untoward <laughs> right and he's like oh and he's like so bummed because yeah he spratt is. was really excited yeah he was like her evil oh, henchman he really drew out the process oh, of he telling did. her too so then she calls mary and has her come over and she's like uh you better get married now yeah and mary's like mm, i'm not going to yeah like and mary's very saucy yeah she is oh she could oh man she gave some great side eye yeah it's like, like looking straight at her, mm-hmm. which is an impressive I was like, wow, accomplishment. what's cooler than cool? Lady Mary. Basically. Okay, so back to the Legend of Korra. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so she go- she's out with this guy. And- yeah, having a great time. And he is, let's be clear, he is into her. Oh, yeah. Like, and would love for things to go somewhere. Yeah. Like, he, he is not... He's not deterred. Right. He's very determined. Yeah. Uh, and he's charming. Yeah. And he likes her. Mm-hmm. Which is more than you can say about Lord Grantham. Yeah. Who, surprise, <laughs> is in London. Yeah. So he, his meeting was canceled. So he's like, oh, I'm going to go up to London and surprise Cora because she doesn't have a life. Right. Or things that she wants to do. Yeah. So she gets in and he's still sitting up in his damn black tie. <laughs> yeah. All and being all bitchy yeah and he's like oh well i got this carriage and we were gonna go do stuff but then we got mr bricker's telegram yes and i forgot how telegrams were like the text messages of the day (laughs) you know what i mean but anyway so cora's just like okay well clearly uh you hate me so i'm gonna go to bed (laughs) right well no 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 no, because that's not it like he's you know cranky that's right he tells her that yeah so and then she's like well there's nothing improper surely we were just looking at paintings surely you can't it's not hard to believe that he was interested in seeing these paintings with me. And hearing what I had to say about yeah. them. And he's like, oh, this art expert wanted to hear what you had to say. That is very hard to believe. And she's just like, I'm going to bed. Yeah. And yeah. she does. Yeah. And he pouts like a little girl. Yeah. So then, uh, oh, Baxter to the future. Oh, right. All right. This is not really worth spending a lot of time on. So Cora's like, listen, I will... Let you let you know my decision if you tell me the missing element of your story. And I'm right. like, why does the subtext have to be super text? <laughs> like, we've right. all been like, what the hell? Like, you're so boring. Why mm-hmm. would you ever rob anyone? So it turns out she was under the thumb of some cruel man. It's unclear if they were, like, doing it or whatever. Right. But, like... But, yeah, he talked her into it, and then he ditched her, and she got, you know, framed... Or, you know, stuck holding the bag, yeah. as they say. And so Cora's like, you need to report this guy. And Baxter's like, no, because I'm too boring. Yeah. And, and she so, was like, all right, fine. She, yeah, McShee's like, you can stay. Yeah. And we're all like, good. Let's never, ever remember that Baxter exists. Right. Good plan. Uh, and then the final, yeah. Well, we I don't think... There was one other plot line that was in here about the war memorial. 
Oh, right. Yeah, that we missed. Mrs. Patmore. Yeah, um, which was just that... Y'all remember Mrs. Patmore's nephew. Uh, well, if you don't, there's some very clunky dialogue like, in this episode. Startlingly clunky. <laughs> you remember my nephew, Archie? Oh, yes. He was shot. For it, cowardice. Right. It's like, okay. Uh, anyway. Look, anybody who's still watching at this point <laughs> remembers who Archie is. Right. So anyway, the point is they're putting up a war memorial in, you know, Archieton or wherever he's from. <laughs> <laughs> and they're not going to put his name on it. Uh, which is tough on Archie's mom because nobody until this point had actually known that he got shot for cowardice. They'd assume he died in battle. And so Patmore wants Hughes to try to get Carson to put his name on, on excuse me, on the Downton Memorial. And Carson's like, uh, no, because he wasn't killed in the war. Yeah. And which I'm weirdly on Carson's side with this because I'm like, if these guys, because he's like, you know, he wasn't up to his waist in mud and he wasn't dealing with all these things. Right. And I'm like, that's true. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's a tough uh, moral issue. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because, well, you made a good point earlier, which I'm trying to let you make. (laughs) Right. Because what it is is that. The war killed this guy. If it hadn't been for the war, his, you know, cowardice or lack thereof would never have been put to the test and he would have lived a perfectly happy, productive life. Because things would have been how they were before the war. That's, that's right. Because there wouldn't have been a war. Right. So there could be no before the war. Yeah. It would just, we'd be, we'd be living in a perpetual before the war. Mm-hmm. It would still be before the war right now. Yeah. They call it peacetime. That's right. Uh, but yeah. So, um, yeah, that's all. So Mrs. Patmore is very sad. And yeah, and Leslie Nichols doing a great job. Yeah. I just can't be bothered. Right. It's kind of a, you know, this guy we never met. Yeah. And this other woman that we never met are but having problems. It's no murder prison. No, it's not. Okay. okay. Which brings us to Rose's refugees. So Rose has been helping these Russian refugees. Right. Who I assumed were like bright young things uh-huh. and like her age. Yeah. Turns out they're all in their like... <laughs> 50s to 70s. Yeah. They're all these old Russian aristocrats. (laughs) That Rose was just hanging out with, apparently. No, it's just like the Downton effect. Like, you start (laughs) hanging out around Downton, and suddenly none of your friends are (laughs) age-appropriate. That's right. And you're meddling. Yeah. So she's invited them all up to the house for a tea. They're all staying in York, Mm -hmm. home of meddling. (laughs) Um, So they come for tea, and Rose goes down to the kitchen. I'm going to repeat that and not be yawning. Yeah. Rose goes down to the kitchen because they don't have enough lemon for the tea. <laughs> sure. And I don't know why she didn't just tell Molesley. Right. But anyway, so she goes down there and the homely liberal is there to try and get Daisy to learn her maths. Yes. And Daisy's like, I'm too busy to work on my maths. And then Rose is like, homely liberal, come hang out with us. And the homely liberal is like, maybe not. And Rose is like, oh my God, <laughs> come hang out with us. Right. So she does and immediately upsets one of the most cartoonish Russians I've yeah, ever seen in it, all of film. hard to blame the homely liberal for this And I saw Jeffrey one. Rush's portrayal of Trotsky and Julie <laughs> Taymor's Frida. Okay, people? Right. Like, this is ridiculous. This guy is ridiculous. So she expressed a uh, disapproval of the Romanov's policies. Yes. And he has now started gnashing his teeth and wailing that she is... Uh, God, what did he say? It was something very... It was something weird. He referred to the Tsar as their father. Yeah. And it was weird. It was weird. And, and like, you know, the homely liberal's trying to have a normal adult conversation, but you can't have one with a uh, uh, Russian acris- aristocrat, which is why the Russian Revolution. <laughs> right. If they could have if had a conversation, were, yeah. <laughs> they would have done that. Right. Uh, 
Anyway, so Rose... No, Cora saves the day yes. in direct defiance of Robert's constant dismissal. <laughs> and they have a tiff. Yeah, they do. I mean, it's more than a tiff. It's yeah, like, they're, uh, they're rough. They might be on the rocks here. Yeah. I'd be really excited about that. It's pretty exciting, yeah. Because uh, he's become even worse than usual. Yeah. But basically, he's like, oh, I came to surprise you and you weren't there. Don't I have a right to be cross? And Cora's like, yeah, you have a right to be cross, but not to like... Not to be unjust. Yes. Yeah. Listen, she's... Oh, Guys, we forgot. She talked about how she's from Cincinnati, and we she got did. so excited. We were very pleased by that. Oh, my that. gosh. So she's from Cincinnati. It confirmed everything that had never been confirmed. Right. Because they're listening <laughs> to this podcast. Yes. So definitely, yes. From Cincinnati. Father was Jewish. Martha was not, though. Right. Yeah. Which adds another interesting it wrinkle to everything. It doesn't. I assume. That was well, the implication there. Well, yeah, I mean, she said father was, so it... Yeah. Well, I mean, I assume that Martha converted. Yeah, Or, yeah. you know, did whatever well, yeah. was necessary in those days. We'll get to that in the future. <gasps> Is she coming back? I... I, I miss her. <laughs> I know, baby. <laughs> anyway. So, anyway, she talked all about herself, and it was so great. Um, right. So, the refugees are there, and, yeah. and then Cora's like, oh, why don't you come look at all these, you know, relics from the marriage of... Somebody in 1874. It was one of the Romanov sons to uh, one of Queen Victoria's kids. Yeah. And so the dowager yeah. and her husband were there. Right. And so they go up and they're looking at all the stuff. And the dowager goes over and sees this fan. And she's like, oh, I didn't know what happened to that fan. Well, because she's, yeah. she's trying to brag on it. And is like, oh, that was not given to your father. That was given to me. Right. And then who should be there but the very man who gave her that fan yeah and i'd seen the guy he's the guy that played avi in snatch and so oh! I, yeah, yeah and so i recognized when i saw him and he'd just sort of been hanging around i was like oh he's gonna that guy's cooking something up. that guy's gonna be something <laughs> yeah and then it turned out yeah he was the uh the the old flame it seems um, oh i feel like mary's reading a bit more into, I, I don't know I, well, I, look i'm not saying that anything actually took place beyond the exchange of a fan i'm just saying her like it wasn't just in that moment she had been having like uh reminiscences of russia the whole episode that were clearly you oh know, that's true yeah yeah anyway uh, so we find that out. That's very exciting. And Mary's like, well, Granny, I guess you can't say anything to me. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not sure that's true, but like, fair play. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and Edith's off crying somewhere because her baby. Uh, right. She failed to steal that baby. Right. No, and I just, I don't know, man. I don't know. At this point, because everybody's being so flagrant about everything else, I'm like, you know, like, everybody's going nuts, right? Yeah. No, I just... Gah. It's just so, I mean, it was clearly, once they decided to not leave that baby in Switzerland, this was clearly just going to be an anvil on the show for the foreseeable future. Yeah. You know. Boy for sale. <laughs> yeah. So there's that, and, you know, other things we won't talk about. They seem to have got this Baxter thing out of the way. The Cora thing is great. Look, I want more, because they have great chemistry. They do. Fern Bricker, this is fantastic. Yeah. and they they've And they've settled on... Uh, Maggie Smith and Isabel hanging out all the time. Which is phenomenal. Which is always great. The two of like, them. Like, eat your heart great. out, Rue McClanahan <laughs> and Betty White. That's right. Um, I don't know why I'm picking on them in particular. <laughs> well, Estelle Getty and They P- know why. Oh, right. The Times. <laughs> uh, let's see what else I wrote down. Let's see. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, Edith can't, get, can't even get a sapling of her own, let alone a tree. This is just right. not going to go well. She looks great. Yeah, well, what that's worth. Uh, Spotted Dick. 
they were having that. Yep. I forget what that is, but it always sounds horrific. Yes, it does. Uh, there was this weird scene that I wanted to touch on, and then we can be done, because okay. this is instant. Right. We don't want to keep anybody. Yeah. There's this other recap to listen to. <laughs> That's right. Um, so two things. One, there's this conversation between Lord Grantham and McChee, and McChee wishes things were how they were during the war. Yes. Which is a sentiment we've never heard. No, that's a good But she point. liked it. She was like, when Barrow and I were running everything. Yeah. And I'm like, that was pretty dope of yeah. you. That was pretty great. Yeah. And then, like, she was saying, you know, everybody was helping. And Lord Grantham is like, I don't seem to remember Mary doing very much. <laughs> and that was hilarious. It was. And I'm like, yeah, Mary spent the war moping around until she killed Lavinia. <laughs> uh, and then the other thing I want to bring up is that we did hear, once again, the civil crawling memorial golly yeah. like that's a thing with mcgee i think it's intentional i yeah, think yeah, she's I think saying right. golly like as a tribute to her dead daughter who yeah. was the only daughter that wasn't a complete <laughs> asshole yeah it's so true. there's also a nice scene between mary and tom that is all there was but yeah. it had nothing to do with anything yeah not particularly well basically was nice. he was like well if you want to sleep with tony gillum and not marry him that's fine yeah and she was like i don't really want you to move to america or be with the homely liberal and he was like but if you love me you have to yeah and she was like well then i guess i do yeah it was, it was very, very cute yeah it was it was cute <laughs> tom clearly liked it more than i did they just well you know i i mean i've liked that dynamic between the four of them rose tom Mary and Edith. I know. I guess I just hate that they're even talking about that at this point because it's like about what? About him moving to America. Oh yeah. Well, that's Alan Leach is never getting another gig well, this good. I understand that, but that wasn't. You know, that's there's just... always something stupid happening in every scene. <laughs> <laughs> like you just have to ignore it. That's how I've made it this far. <laughs> well then. I guess that's... With that ringing endorsement. Yeah. Until next time, <laughs> up, up yours, yours downstairs. downstairs, luncheon out. <laughs>